the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the show. Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth and understanding the world today. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and, and you typically want to start out saving money by putting money into your 401k plan, your 403b, your, your different types of savings programs, and just put away as much money as you can for retirement. And then collect the company match, which is free money. Uh, and, and, and so if you if 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 you if you're saving 10% and the company matches 4%, you have a 4% return on your money, completely risk free. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, that's a 40% return on your your 10% invested, which is phenomenal. And plus, you got a tax deduction on top for the 10% you put in. And, and, and so this is this is a fantastic way to build up wealth over the long term. It's a it's the most risk free, surefire way to do things. Now, as we talk a lot on the show, look, we we don't manage typically four hundred one k's at max out savings and bonds. We manage the money when you retire. Uh, if you have other funds out there, we'll manage that for you. But I always talk about this because it's so important. Uh, to, to, to understand where, where you build up the wealth first, and then, and then from there uh, you can manage. But first, you've got to build up the wealth. First, you have to get get to where you, you want to be for retirement. And so, so, so that that that's the the, the the key thing is to save that money, put it away, aggressively save the money. As we talk about on the show, one of our themes in the show recently has really been. Uh, the, you know the, the reckless government spending, the out of control government, uh, collapse of the borders. In that world, uh, you have to be, understand that uh, you, your social security, your other, uh, your other things from the government aren't sure things. Because if they can't control the border, if they can't control spending, how do you think they're going to be good stewards of the money to get? To give you back your social security and other things, and, and so I think I think I think we are rapidly heading to a time when there's going to be a crisis in the United States. It, 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 it's been really, actually it's, it's been fascinating, really. It's uh, you know we've been hearing this story for t- over 25 years. The government's going to spend too much money, and, but but they always manage to get out of it. They always manage to to spend more money. The deficit goes up. There's, you know, that that was a crisis, I think, uh, during the Clinton administration and some of the other administrations. But for the last, you know, 20 years, uh, you know, at least 15 for sure, there's been no crisis. After 2008, they spent all this money. They cut rates to zero. And then they refinanced the debt. You know, they they were really in trouble in, 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 in 06 and 07. It, it, they took rates down. They they spent a bunch of money rescuing Wall Street, uh, you know, and, and the wealthy in the country. And then they, they so the deficit shot up. But then they took interest rates down to to, to record low rates. Remember, zero interest rate policy, ZERP. Uh, 
Then some European countries had negative interest rates. It, it, it's like, you know, it, 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 you're like, wait a minute, I've never seen never negative interest rates before. That's, that, that, that's never happened in, in 5,000 years of history. And like, oh, no, no, it'll work. And, and then they came up with, they, they came up with modern monetary theory, which was, hey, you look, what we can do is we control the world's currency so we can actually spend as much money as we want. And we really don't ever have to pay it back. We just print more money. Well, that didn't work out too well with the worst bout of inflation since the 1970s. So here we are. They're still spending money. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, is spending about his, his deficits are running about seven and a half percent of GDP, which is which is really remarkable in in many ways. Because understand, we, we just had a three and a half percent unemployment rate. Now, make you know you can argue about what it what it is, but it, it's a good good unemployment rate. The GDP was over three percent for for the last quarter. Those are pretty good numbers. You, should, you know, the stock market ended the, the year pretty good shape. They got some capital gains taxes coming in. Uh, that's all. Those are a pretty good situation. You shouldn't have to be seven and a half percent of deficit spending in GDP. That's like, oh no, we're in World War II. We've got to fight the Germans. We've got to rebuild the whole country, so we're going to spend as much money as Or it's like, oh no, the economy shut down for COVID. Look, nobody has has any money, so we got to we have to get it out there so the economy people can survive. You don't do seven and a half percent of GDP in a good economy with three and a half, three point seven percent unemployment, unless of course. You you have the climate war, which is an existential threat to planet Earth, and so you, whatever you spend, it, it, uh, unless of course you have a a, a president that's really kind of not all there, and so so his aides around him are just putting in every every democratic and radical left wing uh, you know spending wish list into the budgets and getting whatever they want, and. Uh, you know, it goes back to the time Trump was in power and Paul Ryan, you know, stepped up and they were going to be the adults in the room. And so the Republicans got nothing what they wanted versus the Democrats under Biden get whatever they want because, you know, they don't have a Democratic Paul Ryan. But 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 understand that that these are very unusual times. But so seven and a half percent, it's all going well. Well, let me just ask a question. But a couple things, and so the the, uh, the the some of the government watchdog groups are saying, you know, we're going to run out of Social Security in 2028 or 2030, somewhere in there, or you know, not run out, but they could seriously curtail, you know, and then other things, the deficits could be a problem by 2030. That all the, all their their numbers, these watchdog groups look at, that doesn't inc- that doesn't assume any recession. That doesn't assume interest rates surging higher. So, so these numbers aren't correct. It, 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 what happens? What if we actually were to get a recession? What would happen to the budget deficit? And then, who's going to lend us the money? If, if you know, we're going to probably borrow two trillion dollar deficit this year. Two trillion. Where's the money going to come from? You know, the Chinese aren't lending us money. The, 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 you know, like, hey, you guys might, you know, we might be at war, so we're not going to bankroll you. The, 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 the Arabs are kind of mad at us, you know, because Joe Biden did the fist bump with, with uh, the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, you know, because he was going to show them that he was a tough guy. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really understand that whole deal. But, it, you know, the Japanese have their own problems, and they're trying to stabilize their, 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 their currencies over there. You know, I mean, that basically is two two places: the American people, and of course the Mexican drug cartels, which are making so much money from flooding the country with illegal immigrants that they have a, a, a lot of capital. Uh, but you know, so, so so the problem comes in, and we'll talk more about that later in the show. But the problem comes in is is where's the money going to come from for this? If because remember, if we go into recession, a couple things happen. Your tax receipts go down. You know, people are making less money. They get laid off. Well, if they get laid off, then they have to apply for unemployment benefits. They've got it. The government's got to put some special stimulus spending in place. The stock market goes down. What happens if the stock market goes down? You don't get capital gains taxes, income coming in. So, so your income from from payroll, sales tax, 
capital gains, all those things drop, and but your spending goes up. So you're already at 7.5%. Where are you going to go from there, and who's going to lend you the money? Now, keep in mind, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Arabs, European, everybody's watching the U.S. They're going, they say, oh, no, we need more money. We, 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 we're having to borrow more when we're going to recession, lend us money, buy our treasury bills. And they're kind of like, hmm, let me figure this out. You guys can't control spending. Your borders are in a st- complete state of collapse. Fentanyl is pouring across the border. You're losing 100,000 people a year. You don't seem to care about that. Lawlessness, lawlessness is running rampant in the United States, and you can walk into any major Home Depot or anything else out there and take whatever you want, and they'll just ask you nicely to put it back on the shelf. I mean, so, so and your deficits are completely spiraling out of control. So, and by the way, you, 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 your two political parties are at the worst loggerheads since the Civil War. Now, who is going to step up to the plate and lend the United States of America money? And that's when we go into recession. That's going to be the problem. At some point in time, uh, we're going to be in trouble, a big trouble. Now, I know this sounds bad, but a, a, a couple of ways we can sit there and deal with this is we can we can sit there possibly go whoa we got religion you know you you get the congress step up they 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 have big big budget cuts layoffs in washington dc to you know and cut back in regulations i'm not sure you're going to be get away with tax cuts quite frankly because because they're going to need a lot of money and, and it's going to be difficult to see how it's going to have to be some concrete very concrete cuts in government spending. And, and, but in order to get that, now we've seen how hard it's been virtually impossible. You know, what's remarkable is Meta reported great earnings, which is Microsoft, report, I'm not, excuse me, uh, Facebook, reported fantastic earnings. Stock jumped up 18% one day. You know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's making a fortune, basically selling, you know, quasi-TikTok type uh, things to our children and all types of other stuff and selling your data everywhere. So I think life is good for him. He, during that time, last year, he, he let go 20,000 people. Now, the reason I say that is, is corporate America doesn't think twice about letting go people, but God help the federal government if they ever have to lay off one single person in their bloated bureaucracy. And they haven't done it for years. So understand that that what we're dealing with is is it's going to take some type of crisis to, at best case, force the government's hand to convince the American people who want to who they, they have to lend them money and the rest of the world that that hey we are serious and we're going to clean up our act in the United States. It, it, it it's going to manifest itself in two ways. It's going to manifest itself in a rising interest rate, with, which with a $34 trillion deficit is going to be a major problem, or it's going to manifest itself in the Fed, with the Fed saying, hey, we'll, we're going to control this because we can't have these interest rates get out of control. We're already paying you know, just under a trillion dollars worth of debt, last, interest on debt. Last. We can't afford that, so we're going, to, we're going to engage in yield curve control which is a fancy way of saving keeping rates lower. But when they do that, the rest of the world looking at this and going, uh-oh, I'm getting the heck out of the United States. This is going down. They're going to not pay me what I should on my treasuries. And they're going to start selling their dollars, which will be a drop in the currency, which is the more likely way that things play out. And so, But anyway, it's good. So just to get to where we need to clean this, clean our act up in the United States is going to take some type of crisis. I mean, that's, you know, that, that the danger is they can't accomplish anything and they just keep spending money, spending money. And then, and then we, we end up into a hyperinflation, which happened in Germany, Nazi Germany, and not actually not Nazi Germany, the, the Weimar Republic. It happened in Argentina and Zimbabwe. It's happened all around the world, really almost every place in the world. Uh, we've done a pretty good job of controlling that but once you hit 34 trillion dollars worth of debt and you're borrowing at seven and a half percent of gdp of government spending in a good three 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 and a quarter three point four percent economy with three point seven percent unemployment you're pretty much going to obviously lose control of the situation once things slow down so so 
So this is so uh, this is kind of a long-winded thing. Of, look, so you so in that type of world, it's important for you got to have your A game on and protect your assets and understand that. And, and, and that, that that's why understand that you don't want to be buying long-term treasury bonds when people are recklessly spending money. Anyway, we'll be right back with a quick break on the next The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media. We create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the show. Uh, if you got any questions, okay, you can call us at 713-339-1070. Morning, Charles. How are you doing? Good morning, Ted. Uh, I have a question regarding the uh, employment numbers that come out from the government. Uh, do these Are these employment figures, uh, do they reflect just private sector employment, or do they break down between government and private sector uh, they, they, they actually do both, is, is what they do. So you've got pr- a public and private sector in there. Okay. So you're, you're talking about the 350,000 jobs. Right. That I guess what here. I'm saying is, is of the 350,000, what was the breakdown between government hiring and private sector hiring? I, I, I don't know what... You know, they never really mention that sort of thing. Uh, they just they just mention a total job. So, I mean, if, if, if you know, if someone hires onto the IRS or they hire onto the Federal Reserve or Civil Service or whatever, I mean, you know, that would be considered government hiring as opposed to private sector where an Exxon or, a, you know, IBM or Tesla, somebody hires, you know. But it, it would be interesting to note what that breakdown is. Is it? 
of the 350-something thousand, you know, 60% was private and 40% was government or vice versa or whatever. Yeah, it was mostly it was mostly uh, private, but but if you look at the numbers, uh, let me see here. I, I want to say the majority of the jobs were were uh, were part time jobs, and, and, and I do remember a, I think it was I think they thirty five thousand full time government jobs. There weren't that many many jobs. Uh, added really that were full time jobs in, in this report. There were a lot of part time jobs. You mean you mean you mean part time in terms of private sector or or government? Uh, in private sector. In private sector. It, so it, most it, of the private, most of the uh, jobs in the private sector were part time, and then you mentioned that there were some thirty five thousand whatever it was on the government side. Uh, the, the other thing I wanted to ask also was, is uh, these these employment reports don't break down by salary. Is that correct? In other words, so many people, have, so many people that, that were hired, you know, made above a hundred thousand or less than a hundred thousand or uh, a year. I don't, that, I don't think they come in like that. Uh, and all. There, there are some other numbers along those lines. Uh, but a, a, a couple things, and, 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 and what you, what's talked about there is th- there's there's something called the ADP number, uh, which is a which is a, a payroll company, right. and, and, and their numbers are showing a decline in in in, in, in employment. So, so so the government numbers showed a, a, a three hundred fifty thousand uh, gain. Their their number. I, I, I think they they showed a smaller gain. I want to say it was maybe uh, about a hundred thousand, approximately, and that's been dropping. And so their numbers their numbers are are not showing these increase this increase at all. Well, the ADP though is measuring private, correct? They're not measuring government and private. That the, that the government statistics. Yeah, yeah. Out. Is that correct? Yeah, the, the ADP number is actually actual payroll numbers. Right. And that they have, and it's a pretty good gauge. And so, typically, the numbers are pretty close. But if you look at it over the last year, ADP numbers are climbing, have been declining, and 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 the Bureau of Labor Statistics numbers have been kind of flat. And then they they've kind of really suddenly ramped up in the last two months uh, out of nowhere, which is which is very strange. And, and, and a couple things that they, they did do is is they 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 they're cutting back some of the people in the workforce. It, it, there seems to be a lot of shenanigans on this this number uh, to get with, to get that three hundred fifty thousand. Most people don't believe it. The, the other reason is if you look at there was a lot of layoffs announced in January in the tech companies and other areas of the economy, uh, uh, and, and those didn't show up. And so there's a real question about this number. And the second thing out there that was interesting on this chart, they came up with a a 4.5% wage growth, which is like, hey, this is great. And it was, I think they were looking for 4.1. But if you look at how they did that is they they adjusted down the numbers of hours worked uh, down to, uh, I think, 34.1 hours uh, it, from uh, 34.3 hours per week. Now that is the lowest work week, the less hours worked since since the pandemic. So, so, so it, it, that, that tells me a couple things. It looks to me like they're trying to make the numbers look better than they are for the election. Number one, and even if it, if wage hours dro- are dropping some, that means the economy is slowing. So, so what we're seeing out there is not adding up to that jobs number. I, I think that jobs number is basically a political number. Keep in mind, it's the presidential election season coming up, and it really doesn't, for, for numbers, it doesn't go from January to November. People's minds are made up by September, early September, so you really have January to August to get these numbers and to cement in people's mind which way they're going to elect, come on the election. Yeah. Well, I, 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 when it comes to government statistics, I just think that the data collection and all of such, uh, regardless of what party is ruling the roost, 
I really don't put any faith in any of these numbers, and I, it doesn't matter to me whether it's near the election or not near the election. I mean, they're going to they're gonna skew it the way they want. But the one comment I would like to say is, is that, and I don't know, this may not be favorable to either political party, but really these numbers would mean a, a heck of a lot more to people if they would put bracket salary brackets with these numbers so that you could see whether or not most of these were fast food job or or maybe Christmas hiring or that kind of thing versus you know just just a, a full-time job and what those what those pay scales were i mean i, I it may require some some you know uh digging on a part of the companies but then again the companies should have that information available if they're if they're reporting it to the bureau I, of labor statistics I, I then think you can find it yeah well Charles, but i yeah. guess what i'm saying is, is but they never they never they never really disclose whether the 355,000 how many of these are really truly high paying jobs versus you know just just the run of the mill retail you know you know high turnover type stuff so um, you know, because otherwise this really isn't meaningful. It doesn't really tell you anything. It's it's it, it, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, they, you know, what's the old saying? There's lies in government. Then there's government statistics. I mean, you know. But yeah. But thanks for the call, Charles. I mean, it's a good point. Look, it, 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 we, it, 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 typically government because the party in power is going to make him look as good as possible. And I understand it's an election, and these guys have been incredibly aggressive on the Democratic side, doing everything they can to make sure they stay in power. Probably the most aggressive. Of, I, I think I, I, I cannot even think of an administration that comes close to the Biden administration. I mean, they're going to do whatever it takes to sit there and uh, create a potentive village, so to speak, of how great things are going. And, and so we we are we, we dug into the numbers. We don't believe that those numbers, and we don't believe the economy is uh, the jobs are as hot as they are. Uh, a lot of a lot of part time jobs. Good call. Thanks, Charles. Uh, Yes, so, so we, we, did, we did look at, it, uh, you know, it, it's the same thing with, they, 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 they announced, the, you know, I actually quoted a client yesterday, it was a little long, I looked this up, but, uh, you know, bonds rallied the other day, interest rates went down, when the government announced they're only going to borrow $202 billion for the first quarter, <laughs> which is, you like oh for the second quarter excuse me uh, you know the first quarter of 24 uh, was was last year year and so but but then I saw this this thing of, that they've already issued 134 billion dollars worth of bonds in the last four weeks so the next two months we're being led to believe they're only going to lose seven billion again these people are saying whatever they need to to get things done they want people to think the economy is good all these jobs are being created. And I said, it's not November. I mean, keep in mind this election. It's really going to be by August. You know, most people's minds are, are made up. So you've got to have the numbers in place uh, then, and they know that. And so they're trying to make things look really much better than they are. So uh, so, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. A couple interesting things I came across. Uh, uh, Barry Sterlick, uh, who's, who's a big uh, real estate guy, he, you know, he – Interest, keep in mind, interest rates have gone up uh, on the 10-year bond. Just remind you of this fact. They've gone up from about in 22, they were at 1.5%. Right now, they're at 4% approximately. They went as high as almost 5%. And so even now, they're 1.5%. Well, that caused a drop in... Uh, from about $3 trillion in office is an asset class offices down to a million, a, a $1.8 trillion, which means there's a lot of losses out there. Some banks are going to have losses on that. That's addition to, this is why you're seeing problems in the regional banks because the, the bank, regional banks have real estate, commercial real estate, plus they bought treasuries that went down in value because they bought 10-year treasuries when they're yielding 1.5% basically just two years ago. And all of a sudden, they're at four percent, so they have losses in those. But, but what, what he he pointed out something interesting, and these are going to have to work through the system here. And this is what, you know, one of the things we're seeing is, 
is that this is basically a U.S. problem. In Munich, they, they, the, the, uh, the office vacancy rate's 2%. In Seoul, it's 1%. In Tokyo, it's 4%. And, 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 you know, he pointed out in many other countries, the, uh, the, the office vacancy rate is much, much lower because what they've done is, is, is they've kind of made people go back to work. And, and, but we haven't done that in the United States. And, and, and if you look at, at, the, at the vacancy rates, really, since two, 2019, in San Francisco, we're up 20%, uh, 14% in New York, Austin, 14%, Seattle, 14%, Salt Lake City, 14%, New York, Phoenix, 10%, Columbus, 10%, Raleigh, Durham. Uh, th- those, those are all pretty big numbers. It's interesting, Austin... They, they built a lot of new office space, but I think that's got a lot to do with – and what Barry said is, is <laughs> elsewhere in the world, people have got, had to get back to work. I'm like, yeah, get back into the office. In the United States, there's been a lot of working remotely. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of times, I'm the only person in the office, it seems like. And, uh, but, uh, but there's a lot of, of working remotely, and the people in the United States haven't gone back to work. And, and this is something that – that, that I, I, you know, it, it, we'll see if it, it's permanent or not. Particularly for young people, I really think it's important to go back into the office because, yeah, because you really want to develop relationships with 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 more tenured people in the office. You, you want to have mentors. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 what, th- those personal relationships in the future become very, very valuable as you're promoted, as you as you move up in the company, uh, things do well. If if you leave the company, those things you know people elsewhere. You know, you develop, they've left, and, and, and so you built it, build a network. It's very hard to build a network remotely uh, if if you're working from home all the time. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's something to see. But but it's really fascinating. Elsewhere in the world, they don't have the office problems we have in the United States. Now, a couple other interesting things here. Uh, the the when it comes to well, let, let's we we got the we got the oil company numbers for Exxon, Shell, uh, Chevron. All they, a lot of these guys are reporting. The, the numbers are really coming in. Exxon, they, they, they were expecting 222. They came in at 248. Shell, uh, they were looking for six. Uh, I think 614 billion in, in, in uh, earnings. They came in at 7.3. Uh, earnings. If you look at these guys, if you look at some of the, the earnings, the actual earnings themselves. You know, it, it, it wasn't quite as good as last year because we had higher oil prices, but it's really some of the best earnings they've seen uh, since, uh, you know, for ExxonMobil, really it's the best. If you take away last year's earnings, it's the best since really 2012. So it's so a good earnings. These companies still, if, if oil can stay somewhere in that $80 range, 75 to 80, they're going to do pretty well. Uh, it, it, it sold off in here some the last couple of days, which 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 uh, uh, which again brings into question the, the the jobless number, but 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 it's still in that seventy two dollars seventy five dollars. These guys do pretty well. The old companies make money much more disciplined over the last two two or three years. Actually, since twenty twenty, they're paying out a lot of of the their free. Prior to 2020, if you look at oil prices, if you look at oil prices in 2020, they fell quite a bit. It, they were, I don't know if you remember, they went down to ten dollars a, a, a barrel. They were they were twenty for you know twenty thirty dollars for a couple of months. And there's a lot of oil companies that that virtually were near near bankruptcy. And keep in mind, at the same time, Larry Fink was running around telling everyone that oil and gas was going away and he was going to defund the oil and gas sector. And these guys were getting their lines of credit pulled. You know, BlackRock was talking to banks and were talking to, 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 to different funds and convincing everyone not to invest in oil and gas. And these guys, you know, a lot of these guys, were, they were worried. Even the big companies, like, oh, well, you know, how can we fund this? It, it, it really put the fear of God in them. It, it, and what they did is they had, they adopted policies that we're gonna we're gonna take forty fifty percent sometimes even more than that of our free cash flow when oil times are good and we're gonna buy back stock or we're gonna put in dividends we're not gonna just spend every every 
bit of free cash flow. We get drilling more oil wells, production goes way up, and then the price goes down again. And, and so we're really seeing see, very good earnings continue in, a lot of discipline from the oil and gas companies, and the earnings are pretty good in the buyback stock. Uh, in, the, in these programs, I mean, some, some of these companies are trading at six, seven times earnings even today, uh, which, which seems to be pretty good value to me. But, but we're seeing good earnings uh, across the board. They're not making as much money in chemicals, uh, which, which, again, you know, makes you wonder. There, there really seems to be some excess capacity out there. Uh, in fact, if you look at oil prices, Wow, the time has flown. Okay, what, let's take a quick break and be right back, right here on the next update. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, it's, we've been talking a lot about different things today. We, we don't believe that good report. I, I, I still think we're going to see the economy if you look at these layoffs, I think it's starting to slow down. I, look, I really think whoever's the next president uh, is going to is going to wake up January whatever when they're when they're uh, uh, inaugurated to a to a country with an empty cupboard. And I think it's going to be very difficult just because of the reckless spending by the by the administration. And I think. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think things are starting to slow down. I think they'll slow down throughout the year. Uh, but wait a minute. I, I, th- I think Trump. I think Trump's going to be the next president. Uh, we we'll have to kind of see how it goes. It's early. Uh, I, 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 basically, right after the in, in July of, of 2000, what was it 16 for the election? Right after the convention. I mean, like the. I, I think we our show was like. Uh, you know, the day or two after the the, con- the conventions, and and I, and I and I basically said they had two weeks to take out Donald Trump. You know, they had to discredit him, take him out, and make him a non-competitor. If they weren't going to do that, he was going to be the next president of the United States. And I think we were probably earlier than anyone else. We really thought well ahead of time that Donald Trump. Probably anyone in Houston, I felt like 
there was a real movement with Donald Trump and he was going to win. And, and we were right. And, and I think this time, I think Donald Trump's going to win. I, think, I do think, well, let me put it this way. I think in order for Trump to win, he has to come up with a team this time. And I think and he seems to be starting to do that. He has to have a team behind him of Vinick, Dr. You know, Dr. Carson, uh, Tim Scott, all these people. That, that he needs to have a team in place, Pompeo, whoever, that, that, that when he shows up anywhere, he should be talking, but he should have the team there with him. He, they, the team should come up, these, these different people that, look, we're building a team that we are going to reorder the United States of America. You know, we, we're, no, no more Paul Ryan's of the world. We, we're, we're getting everybody on the team, and everyone's going to have their job, and we're gonna, we, we've got a job to do to rebuild the United States of America. And, and I think if he does that, I believe he will win the next election. But I, but I think the team is really important because – there's people that are not going to vote for Trump, but if he puts his team in place, there's people that are like the Vinick, the Santas, whoever, that trust them. And it, it, clearly they're seeing these guys are all involved together, and they will vote for, they will vote for Donald Trump. So, so by, by doing kind of a team – look, trust his own man. We all know he's the leader. But by having the team, it's going to give other people the reason. And I, I think you want to expand it. Typically, the team is the vice president. I think you really want to expand it much, much more uh, to a group of people that are all articulating their vision of Donald Trump's vision of, of, of what we're going to do for the United States going forward. And that team, because one person cannot do the, cannot. We, we saw what they did to Trump last time with the adults in the room BS, which accomplished nothing. And these people, these rhino Republicans need to be swept aside because we got a job to do to protect the United States and rebuild it. it, it I mean, this, this thing with, with the RAND is just a, a, a joke. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm surprised they didn't send over their bombing you know, operations to the Iranians ahead of time and ask for their approval. Actually, it wouldn't surprise they didn't do it, quite frankly. I mean, it, it, that's just showing weakness in its worst. Interesting story in the Wall Street Journal, the on drones uh, coming out. The, the Iranians, I mean, not the Iranians, but the Ukrainians want to build a million drones. Uh, another story I came across, uh, and these drones are becoming a bigger and bigger story. Uh, the uh, Russia set up has set up drone factories all over the country with 3D printers that experiment on different designs. The average fat factory assembles 10,000 drones, and, and, and this is something. These drones are costing $500, $1,000. Fancy ones, maybe $2,000. This is a real problem because there's going to be thousands. Chinese are building probably a million drones. And how do you deal with these drones? It's interesting. Uh, I, I think I think we're going to see more stuff. I think drones are going to become one of the big stories out there. And, and, and the problem is, if we're shooting down drones, which these are a little bigger drones, you know, maybe a ten thousand or five thousand. If we're if we're dropping million, two million dollar missiles on top of these drones, it's not going to take long. Well, number one, even if we have the money to, to spend on those missiles, we can't produce the missiles fast enough. These guys, you know, they, they can turn out, they can probably turn out the Iranians, these other people can turn out these drones that are shooting at our ship. I bet they can turn out one, one two, three, four drones a day. We, it might take us to sit, it might take us, you know, two or three days per missile. And, 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 and what, what, what the Ukraine Russia war has, has shown us is you need massive amounts of munitions, which we've burned through. You need production facilities and you need a manufacturing. So instead of, 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 you know, the Delaware Chancery Court sitting there and claiming that, that uh, Elon Musk, you know, pay package at $50 billion is, is too high uh, and, and, you know, they're, you know, trashing Elon Musk at every turn. They should be talking to Elon Musk and saying, hey, how did you sit there and build all these factories that made you the one car company in the United States that can compete with the Chinese and, be, and, and become the, the dominant electric car company in the world? How did you do that? How are you building so many rockets that, that, that you're launching one of them you know, at, you know, for your Mars operation, you know, you know, tens of rockets per year? How are you doing that? How, how did you come up with this reusable? How are you doing that? We need help over here. So instead of asking Elon Musk for that, they're trashing him. The, if, if you look at the, the Delaware Chancery Court, 
turned down Elon Musk's pay package. You know, it was $50 billion, which is a lot of money. But they're like, hey, this is completely unfair. You obviously tricked these people. That, this is just off the top of my head. But, but uh, my understanding is the pay package was in 2018, the company's valuation was $50 billion. It, it was like, look, if, if, you can get, if we can get it to, to $500 billion or, or, or what, 10 times the value or 8 times the value the stock goes up, we'll give you this giant pay package. Well, any corporation in the United States, if the board is sitting there and they go, okay, you know, I'll get the stock up 10 times in price, they're going to give you a big pay package, number one, because probably nobody on the board believes a company that big can raise. I mean, if, if, if you were to ask the majority of people in this country, the market cap's $50 billion, this guy's claiming he's going to get it to $500 billion. What are, the, are you willing to take that bet? Most people wouldn't have done it. If sophisticated investors would have said no. And, and yet, if you, if you look at Tesla's investors, they're people that believed in Tesla. And so it, it was clearly just a political act by this Delaware Chancery Court judge. She, she just, she's a Biden supporter, and you know, they, they all are part of the, of the commune. And, and, and so, but, but, but my point to you is, is that Elon Musk is a modern-day Einstein, uh, Thomas Edison. I mean, he is changing the world. And these people are trashing him because he, you know, because he believes in free speech. But the problem is, it's, this is something we've been saying. It, you know, I, I just pull up the. We, we've got the magnificent seven tech stocks. And these are going up like crazy. If you take away, actually, if you take away Tesla, that the, the, the other six are up are, account for seventy-one percent of the S and P five hundred year to date. Is that clearly bubbles are, are going up? Let's look at these companies: Apple Computer, Apple. Look, Apple phones, they're very good. I've got one. I like Apple phones. I like Apple products. Okay, but candidly, Samsung's got a good, pretty good phone. The Chinese have got pretty good phones. Amazon. Amazon has built out a good operation, uh, and they probably changed the world more than anything. Apple, nothing special. The earnings have been flat for the last year. Look at Google. You look at Firefox or uh What's it called? Fox, yeah, Firefox, the, the, the different browsers, uh, DuckDuckGo, uh, they're actually better. They're better privacy issues. Google makes money by basically stealing your privacy. Actually, Apple makes money selling stuff, too, like that in gatekeeping their operating system. You look at Microsoft. Microsoft's operating system is millions of lines of code. It's subject to all types of hacking. It, 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 it's out of date. They won't change it. Honestly, Google's got docs and different things the same as that, but somehow they managed to kind of get a monopoly. But what are they doing lately? Uh, really not much. Artificial intelligence, quite frankly, everyone's going to have artificial intelligence. Look at Meta. Meta. It, 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 it basically, yeah, you put all your information on Facebook, so everybody's bragging on Facebook about everything, and that's it. And people feel bad because they're not going on European vacation, you know, four times a year, you know, because they only get to go twice a year. It's just, it, it's not good for anybody. Instagram, I mean, these aren't exactly the most brilliant things that can be copied. Uh, that leaves NVIDIA. NVIDIA came up with AI chips. They're, they're building up factories to do it. They're actually changing something. What I want to say is Apple, well, take away Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Meta are bringing nothing to the table for all practice. They're, they're, they're not changing. They, they, they made it easier, but quite frankly, these companies are making a fortune, stealing our privacy, stealing our data, and selling it to other people. And that's where they're making a huge amount of their money, uh, in, in gatekeeping their operating systems, which aren't that good. In, in many cases, and so these people are—they have—they're not bringing anything to the table. Nvidia is changing the world through artificial intelligence shifts. Tesla is changing the world through, through electric cars. That, 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 look, if we didn't have Tesla, we, we would right now the Chinese would absolutely dominate the market going forward. Tesla's done it. Tesla is going to Elon Musk is going to send people to Mars. Elon Musk has got one program after another. He's changing the world. We need people that are going to change the world, get production, because, it's, as we said, these drones are coming. How are you going to defend against 1,000 drones or 500 drones? It, 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 we have to have – we've got to have capacity. We've got to build out our factories. We've got to 
automate those factories, and we need to quit paying so much attention to basically gate, to collecting everybody's privacy and data and selling it. That's not what the United States is all about. We need to build production capacity, and, and, that, and I think that's what you're going to see going forward. I think these stocks are overvalued. Uh, I think they're headed for trouble. I think they're in a bubble right now. Everybody's being pushed into them, so, so we're going to see some issues with that. But, but I, I would be very careful. The, the market capitalization is twelve and a half trillion. You know, I, I, I think I, I, I mean it depends on what statistic you look at. The you know the, the magnificent seven stocks have a bigger market cap than any stock market in the world, including China. They have a bigger market cap than New York. That big, they have more than, than the revenue of than the GDP of New York, San Francisco, Singapore, Bay. Uh, uh, Shanghai, uh, you know, in, in Houston, and there's, you know, a bunch of other cities combined. I mean, just, just stupid numbers. And a, a good group of these people, quite frankly, are doing nothing to contribute to the economy. And so we have to understand we're at war, war with Russia right now. We're supporting Israel as we should. That uh, our situ- this situation in Iran is not going well. The Houthis have shut down the Red Sea. We can't do anything. We don't have enough munitions. The Chinese are looking at this. Our borders are wide open. We're recklessly spending money, and so we're headed for trouble. In, in that world, it's going to be important. You've got to be much more conservative with your investments. You you have to look at shorter term bonds so, because you, it's because it's unpredictable. Houthi may be into corporate bonds, precious metals commodities, those type of things that are going to be in demand in wartime and protect you from inflation and reckless, out-of-control spending. It's a, I'm trying to get to the point is it's a different world, and it's going to change very radically in the next 18 months. And so we're going to write about this in our free back South Savings Report, which you can go to the website. I'm working on it now. It's completely free. We, we try to get savings tips, investments tips, retirement tips. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. If you want a copy of it, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement, you can also request an appointment. Just go to maxoutsavings.com, request an appointment. There's a, there's a box on there, and, and, uh, and I'll be happy to sit down with you. We are here in Houston, Texas. This is where our offices are. And, uh, and, and so if you need some help, I'd like to help you out. I, I think it's going to be a very interesting world going forward. And, and you, we want to get through it, and we want to protect you and, and, and your family. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto and philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. In this world today, it, what, the, what we're seeing in the government, you have to protect yourself. So take charge of your retirement. Take charge of your savings. Put away the more money and manage it conservatively. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Up Savings Show. The Answer. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.